Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. going on everybody it's your girl Sheree Nicole and welcome to another episode of just a thought with Sheree Nicole I am so excited guys I know it's been several months um just a thought with Sheree Nicole was on ice simply because it was time to take a break and regroup and refocus and revive so that I can come back as I am right now with season three and I wanted the first episode of season three to be very special and a little backstory about how this episode came about the last year and a half I've been going through a very interesting phase in my life Um, it's a sifting season of sorts for me and a shedding season of sorts for me and also a season in which I've been pivoting both personally and professionally and I shared a lot of my story recently during a keynote speech I did in Atlanta, Georgia for the Biz Savvy Conference. And this is the first time in all the episodes I've ever done for Just a Thought with Sheree Nicole that there's no guest. I am my own guest. And I felt a little bit awkward about this, but I felt compelled to share what I talked about in that keynote because I really want to be able to help people. And there's so many of us out there who are really trying to pivot in our lives in whatever ways those are, but sometimes we lack the guidance or the mentorship or the tools to be able to do that or just having somebody who can relate to where we are and so I really wanted to have a real time real conversation with the group of individuals that I spoke with and I wanted to now have that conversation with you and so I'll preface this by thanking the entire Biz Savvy family for having me speak again this year. This year I was a keynote. It was an honor. Thank you, Kim Fennell in particular, for reaching out and inviting me to speak. And I am just so blessed to be able to share with other people all the amazing things that God is doing in my life and continues to do in my life. And I hope you're inspired. I hope you're enlightened. I hope that you feel like you've gotten to know me a bit better after listening to this and without further ado here is the guest of the hour me giving my keynote speech at the biz savvy conference it's called the purpose and the pivot i hope you enjoy i've noticed that a lot of times nobody's really speaking to the people who aren't necessarily happy where they are maybe you want to pivot so my conversation with you is more about the purpose and the pivot and i'll explain how that happened to me in my career So I guess my first question is, and this is like, this is a safe space. Is there anybody in this room that feels like they're ready to pivot in their career? It could be a whole nother thing that you want to do in your career, or if you want to get promoted, but if you want to pivot in some way, can you raise your hand? So I just make, okay. I just want to make sure I'm talking to people in the room and I'm just just not just running my mouth. Okay. So I'll explain to you guys how that happened to me. As you heard, I've been producing in the industry for quite some time, about 12 years. But I never wanted to be a producer, ever. That was not a goal that I had. I went to school to be on camera. I went to school to run my mouth. 
I went to school to do what I'm doing in front of you right now. Um, but when I was in grad school, I had to make a decision. And I was told, hey, you can be on camera, you'll be great. But then you might have to do news. I'm like, I hate news. Oh, you might have to move. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to stay in Chicago. Oh, you might not make that much money. Okay, so this not making much sense to me. I need somebody to explain to me why I want to do this in the first place. So they said, hey, you can produce. I said, okay, great. I'll do that. I'll, they said, you make more money faster. And then you can just work your way from behind the camera to the front. It didn't happen like that. I got really good at producing. And after that, people didn't want to have me do anything else. So most of my career in producing, I was really great at it. And I still produce. But at the same time, I was disenchanted. I had this, this yearning to do what I really dreamed about doing, which was being on camera. So there was always an air of bitterness that I carried all the time. I blamed those not having opportunities to be in front of the camera on everybody else. I blamed it on my boss. The network won't give me an opportunity. I'm doing these carpets. They're not letting me be in front of the camera. And so I'm getting frustrated, 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 frustrated. And then what happens? COVID happens. Pandemic changed my life. And I know y'all probably sick of hearing people say that because they're like, oh, the pandemic. And it really did some things for me. No, it really changed my life, though. I'm not even, I'm not even gonna cap you, all right? So in that, I was able to truly pivot in my career. And this is four things I wanna share with you guys. Four things that if you're interested in pivoting in your career or even in your life, I think they will be helpful for you. The first thing I wanna talk about is the breaking point. For me, my breaking point was when Sister Circle Live was canceled out of nowhere at the end of March 2020. To add, and I say out of nowhere because only two or three days before we were told that the show was not going to be canceled, that we had jobs. Now, I'll also be honest with you, I was ready to leave anyway, but you know how you have a job and it's like, okay, I got bills. So I'm gonna have to just stick this thing on out and try to try to find a way to, to network over here and try to get my other opportunity while I hold on to this job that I don't wanna be at. That's what I was doing. There's a level of convenience involved in that. So they canceled the show and there's the breaking point. And so I want you guys to understand that your breaking point is actually your breakthrough point. You go through bouts possibly of depression, anxiety, whatever, you feel bad about it. But I want you to start identifying your breaking point as your breakthrough point. When Sister Circle Live got canceled, it wasn't just, oh, I'm out of a job. Anybody in here in entertainment, you understand, everything shut down. So there was nowhere to go. <laughs> it was like, oh, Sister Circle's done, so I'm gonna go to this show. There's no show because everybody's shutting down. Shows are getting canceled, everybody's shutting down. So now it's like, huh, what am I gonna do? And probably for the first time in my career, I was forced to really look at what I wasn't doing. You hear all the stuff, oh, I did, she did this, she did that, she did that, but there was a lot of stuff I didn't do. And one of the things I didn't do was I didn't do for myself a lot. I worked really hard for other companies. I gave them my all. I went the extra mile. But as far as original content, I wasn't doing too much of that on my own. And social media has been out a while. I wasn't going on there doing interviews and being assertive and putting the same level of energy I put into somebody else's corporation into my own, into my own dream. So. That breaking point forced me to do that. And also, the breaking point isn't just when you've had enough, it's when you've done enough. By the time I got to the end of Sister Circle, I had been in the industry almost 11 years, and I knew I can do this. But I also knew I can do this. I have to do this. And so I started doing stuff, guys, and it was hard. And that's another thing that people don't tell you. It's tough. 
you want to quit sometimes. You might want to quit every day for a while. And so literally God said to me, you have no more scapegoats. You cannot blame your employer. You cannot blame your boss. You cannot blame the, your conditions. You cannot blame upper management. You have to take the reins on your own career. And if you want to be in front of the camera, you have to do it. So I went on Instagram and I said, all right, let me go on IGTV. Let me see what they talking about. You know, everybody went on IGTV. Everybody had a talk show after that. I don't know if y'all know this. Everybody was a talk show host when the pandemic happened. So I went on IGTV. I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, I love doing interviews and I want to start doing IGTV series. It's called Just a Thought with Sharina Cole. Now, mind you, I told you, I've been in the industry for 11 years. Met a lot of people, met a lot of celebrities, met a lot of managers, met a lot of PR, all of that. Knew a lot of people. So I started to take advantage of the, the people that I knew in a good way. I got an Instagram show. Can you do it? Can you come on and talk to me for 20 minutes on Instagram? Sure. No problem. So I'm getting all these celebrities to come on and activists and, and medical experts and sports figures and all these people coming on the show. And one of the things it did was to help me build my confidence. Sometimes we have a gifting in something and we know it, but we don't exercise it enough to feel confident in it. So it kind of just sits there. So I knew I could interview, I knew I could be in front of a camera, but I hadn't done it really in so long because I was so busy being behind the camera for everybody else. So I started to build my confidence up, started to get back in the groove, and then all of a sudden, uh, boop, 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 here comes an opportunity for the gray area, which is, uh, I've been doing that for two years. So there's a lot of things that happened for me over the course of two years. And that's another thing I want to tell you guys. Don't let anybody give you a timetable. No, don't let anybody do it. I am a firm believer in, I don't care if it took you five years. It's going to take me five days. That's how I think. So don't allow anybody to tell you, oh, you know, I had to, it took me 10 years. You need to relax. You're so entitled. I might be because I want to win. But I'm going to do the work as well. And I think sometimes there's a disconnect and then we get, people get discouraged because somebody told them to calm down because they, they, you, you don't know that much. It it's going to take two, three, four years. No, it's going to take me two weeks. Watch. So as I'm doing the just a thought, I'm just doing it, guys. I'm still trying to figure out how to make money. I'm on unemployment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not sweet. Like, oh, I'm on Instagram. I got money. No, I'm trying to figure it out like everybody else. And then there was a gentleman who's my frat brother. His name is Jonathan Mason. And he owns a bunch of radio stations. He happened to see me on Instagram. That's another thing. You never know who's watching. And I think sometimes we don't think people are really paying attention to us. They're watching you. Keep posting. I don't care if you get two likes. I don't care. You never know who's watching you. You never know who's enjoying your content. So just push it out and keep pushing it out. He reached out to a friend of mine at the time and said, hey, I think she could have her own radio show. That's how it happened. I didn't fill out an application. I didn't do a demo. He just saw me on Instagram, taking advantage of the context that I already built, and he gave me an opportunity. So sometimes it's not about, oh, I need to just do this. I haven't done enough of this. You've done the work, but have you applied what you've done? Have you applied your experience to your own dream, not to other people's? Because that's the difference. And that's why so many people want to pivot because they're investing all of their time, all of their energy, all of their giftings 
into something over here and hoping that somehow the residuals of that is going to mean that they get all this stuff for themselves. That's not how it goes. You have to be very intentional about what you want for you. Very. So that's what that taught me. The other thing I learned in the pivot is self-awareness. It's so easy to blame other people for stuff, guys. I had a good time doing it, too. I did it real cute. Like, I've done all of this work. They told me they would give me this opportunity, and they didn't do it. Girl, why you trust them in the first place to do that? They don't owe you anything. We have to get out of the habit of thinking that somebody owes, nobody owes you anything. And nobody's walking around thinking about you either. Especially if you're in a corporate space, you can forget it. It's about their bottom line. So the time I had when I wasn't working and trying to invest in my dreams and my goals, I started to be like, okay, Cherie, let's look at you. What aren't you doing? What could you be doing better? Are you investing a lot of your energy into things you're already very strong in and abandoning the things that you need to work on? Because we do that too. I talked about this the other, the other week. Some of us are under the impression that we're working hard, and we are, but sometimes we're not working hard on the things that actually are gonna get us to the next level. We're working hard on the stuff that we already know we're good at. So we need to think about how we're, how we're presenting in spaces where we want to be and how we're presenting when it comes to our dream. We got to be our own spark plug. That's my other, my other tip. We have to be our own spark plug. Everything's going to come from you. Stop expecting people to do it. Yes, you need mentors. They're great. Yes, having investors is great. But having you is the greatest you're going to have. So you have to lead off with that. That is so, so important. And for me personally, there was a level of self-confidence and self-love I lacked. And so in doing so, I didn't protect my gifts. My therapist called me Santa Claus, y'all. She called me Santa Claus. She, she said, how do you expect people to value you and what you bring to the table if you come in with 30,000 gifts every day? How do you expect that? You set their expectations that you will do whatever. Here, just take it all. But what do you have for yourself? Nobody's entitled to your gift. It's yours to share or not. And the boundary is, you know what? I'm going to give you my, one of my water bottles today. And you, you ain't going to get one today. Why? Because I say so. Not because I'm mad. I say so. It's a boundary. Growth comes with boundaries. And some of us don't have them. I didn't have any, y'all. I was running myself ragged. And I could write a whole book. I'm not even going to go into detail. You can just kind of look at the trajectory of my career and see what I mean when I say that. Wink, wink. But I didn't set any boundaries. And I'm throwing all my gifts over here and helping out over here and doing this for this company over here. Meanwhile, I have nothing, but I'm sitting around complaining about how I don't get opportunities. Girl, it's on you. One of the things I started doing was going to therapy consistently last year. It wasn't enough for me to go sporadically. I'm going to try to fit it in. No, I need it every week, once a week, every week. And my therapist doesn't take my insurance. And I said, I don't care. I'm going every week. So there are investments you have to make just into your spirit, your soul, that you can't attach a dollar amount to. If you can do it, or you just believe in God, like, yo, Lord, I really need to go to therapy. I need you to help me get this money so I can go and not think about it. Started going to therapy and I realized I'm, I'm, I'm sewing a lot. 
into other people's fields with the misunderstanding that the excessiveness of it is my assignment and it was not and it wore me out me being so worn out having so much anxiety having so much resentment and bitterness put me in a position where I said uh-uh strong line strong boundary that's it but my God, wouldn't it be nice to have to go through that level of pain and agony <laughs> to say, I'm done sewing and investing over here in this way? It took me to have my heart broken for me to understand that. And with me setting boundaries, God revealed to me, <laughs> he gave me confirmation that that's what needed to be done with those specific type of people. Because anybody that views your boundaries as betrayal is part of the reason why you had to set them in the first place. So pay attention when you tell people no. And your no could be real simple. And they'd be like, oh my God, I can't. Watch who throws a tantrum. Because people that love you, that's the thing. We have a tough time sometimes, especially in this industry, because it's so plastic. Identifying who sees us before they see the gift. A lot of people wanted the attachment to you because of the, oh, I love her, because I'm gifting to you. But do you love me for real? So the people that love you for real, they might have, it might be a tough adjustment, but they're not gonna act like you villainize, like you, like you did something criminal to them. Please pay attention, guys, to that. It's so real. I almost wanna do, you should just do a no test on people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me just see if you're really down for me. Let me just tell you no and see what happens. You will be shocked. And it'll be the very people you thought would never, ever. And I'll leave y'all with this too, because when I talked about boundaries, I also had to make sure there wasn't bitterness on the backside of a boundary that I set. Because sometimes people say, I'm setting a boundary. No, you're bitter. You're not setting a boundary. You're bitter. If you're still angry, tell me you said, no, no. Boundaries aren't set in anger. That's a peaceful move. There's no anger there. So when we think about this industry and connections and making sure kindness is, is key, just ensuring that and really examining, okay, is there bitterness on the backside of my boundary? If it is, okay, we gotta, get, we gotta deal with that. So I challenge us to look in the mirror sometimes and be like, man, what, what am I missing? What am I not doing? Because it always goes back to you. I don't care if you're on a job and your boss is treating you terrible. It happens to all of us, we all got stories. But how did you respond in that moment? It still goes back to you. You can complain, you could quit, or you can say, you know what, I'm gonna stand in this. And for me, it's prayer for other people's different things. I'm gonna stand in this, because there may be a lesson in this that I need to take to the next, to the next thing. And I'm not saying stay in a place where you're being abused or anything like that, but some of these lessons are here to challenge us for the next thing and equip us for the next thing. And we tap out too quick, and then we wonder why we're still stagnant and stuck. Sometimes you gotta stick some things out I want us to examine our investments and cash out on them. And what I mean by that is, I'll share how the Willie Moore Jr. show came about for me. I didn't have any radio experience. Most of my career, I can, I can go on and on about, I didn't fill out a resume. I didn't have the experience there. I had it, but I didn't have it on paper. I was not a radio host for anybody. I met Willie Moore Jr. and the then executive producer, I met Gordon about four years ago, right around the time Sister Circle Live started. They came to the show. And the executive producer, Matt, is from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, so we just, had a, we just clicked. 
and we just were having a conversation. <laughs> That's another thing. If you look, I challenge all of you, study people's success. Oftentimes their level of elevation or stagnation is directly connected to how they treated other people. And sometimes we're not moving how we want to move because we're not treating people right. And I know it sucks to hear that sometimes, but like really think about it. When I was trying to network, was I trying to serve or was I trying to get something from somebody? Because you get that back. And then you want some people always want something from me. Well, maybe you were doing the same thing. When somebody came, came to Sister Circle, was I kind to them? Despite the fact that I had to get up at six in the morning and I'm tired, I kind of don't want to be there. Or did I give them that energy back? And I found that when you give people kindness, you get it back. And sometimes it's acts of kindness and sometimes it's them just picking up the phone and calling you to give you an opportunity. Not because of your experience, but just because of how you made them feel. That's a real thing. And especially in this industry because people are too inundated, they're too busy. They're too busy to go through your resumes and all that stuff. They wanna know, are you a, are you, can you get the job done? And will you give me a headache? or gnaw, that's what they wanna know. Can you work with others? Are you a self-starter? That's what they wanna know. So I met Med and I met Willie, and we were just cool. There was no talk about, I really, you know, can I, can I, can I, can I? I don't, I don't approach people like that. Cause plus, you're on my turf, I'm here to serve you. You're here at Sister Circle, I'm trying to make sure you have a good experience. But we kept in touch, and we talked about the things that we wanted to do. I shared my goals with them, they shared their goals with me. So I said, hey, man, I'd love to go to the, to the station, you know, just to, check, just to hang out with you guys. Listen to what I just said. Just to hang out with you. I want to shadow. I want to hang out. That's what I want to do. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So I go to the station, and that's what I'm doing. I'm just hanging out, talking to Willie, having a good old time. And he says, something on you. How you communicate. He's, just, he's like, it's something on you. Do you want to do the headlines today? Guys, I didn't know that Crystal Lee was out that day. I just went up there to hang out with them. And it turned into me doing the reads live on air that day. So keep sick of pinning that. Three years later, because nothing happened after that. And this is what I mean by investment. Sometimes we're not understanding what's, what's an investment and just what's an experience. Because they're two different things. Sometimes you will have to wait, period. But if you sow good seed, you're gonna reap. Three years later, mind you, we're still in contact. I don't go back up to the station. Nothing happens. We just become friends. And sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes, let's stop looking at a connection like an opportunity for you to make some money or to get something. Sometimes God just puts a good person in your life. <laughs> And that's currency as well. So Sister Circle gets canceled, right? Now all of a sudden, my schedule's opened up. Got all this free time. So Ahmed hits me up. Again, I didn't know this was going on. But Crystal Lee was preparing to leave the show. I didn't know this. And they didn't really know it either. But maybe about a month after Sister Circle got canceled, Ahmed called me. He said, can you fill in um, for Crystal Lee? I said, sure. I said, no problem. He's like, yeah, you, you don't have social circle, so it shouldn't be an issue. I said, no, it was good. I feel it. Thank you for the opportunity. Did the show. It went well. Silence.
but I kept working on my other stuff. I didn't follow up and say, when's the next time I can come on? Thank you for the opportunity. Just sow. Sow and keep going. And you don't sow in one place. You sow here, you sow here, you sow here, you sow here. About a month or so later, can you fill in for Crystal Lee for a week? She's going on vacation. I need you all to understand, there's, it's, it's nationally syndicated radio. They could ask anybody to do this. They have way more experience than me. Willie wants you to do it. Fine. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Did it. Great job. Nothing happened. So, still working on Insta my Just a Thought show. Gray areas popping up. Developing some original content for Fox Soul. Just so, 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 so. Mind you, I had to move out of my apartment because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> it's interesting how blessings come on the back end of tribulation like that. So on one end, my people see, oh, her career, she's doing this, she's hanging in there. On the other side, I'm like, I'm living with my sister. <laughs> All my stuff is in storage. So a few months later, can you do the show? Can you fill in? Crystal's out. Crystal Lee's out. Okay. So keep it moving. That time, Just a Thought became a podcast because the programming director from the gray area, his wife, I don't even know her, saw Just a Thought on Instagram, on IGTV, and he happened to have a podcast network and said, I want your show, my wife loves it. So all those episodes I did on Instagram, nothing was happening, but it was happening. End of the year comes, Meg calls me and says, Crystal Lee's gonna leave. She's ready, she's gonna leave the show. And Willie wants you to do it. He wants you to be the co-host. And I said, Whoa. I said, I would love to. He said, we gotta do a few things, we gotta talk to some people, but you're his person. And so, January 4th, 2021. That's when I started on the show. How much money do you think I made filling in for Crystal Lee? Just a guess that I asked for. Zero dollars and zero cents. I didn't ask for it. It wasn't offered to me. And for me, again, I'm not, I'm not speaking for anybody, but I'm a spiritual person, so I'm listening. And I was told, don't ask for anything. And sometimes we need to be sensitive enough to hear that. Because it's a turnoff for some people when you're, I'll do this for you, but... God gives it back to you to the point where people say, can you do this? And you don't have to even ask. What, do you have honor? No, no, we got you already. Here, here. We got you. Thank you. It happens. But how much have you sown? We're so steady trying to reap, but we've sown minimally. We haven't sown it to ourselves. We haven't sown it to other people. And we haven't sown it to our gifts. So I tell that story. It's like, invest. Invest your time. And invest your kindness and be intentional about it. Be intentional. People remember. You guys don't know how many people I talk to in this industry like, yeah, she's great, but she mean. I don't want to work with her. Or I heard that he was difficult to work with. And they'll go, people hold grudges real bad. <laughs> you mess them over one time, that's it.
I booked her for a show one time. She was terrible. I'm never booking her again. You blackball yourself. There's people going around right now. I've been blackballed. No, you, you did it yourself. You did it to yourself. So I challenge everybody to really, really examine your investments and cash out and understand how important of a currency people are. Not to be manipulated, not to be used, but for God to use as a conduit for your next big thing. My last point, represent yourself as many times as you have to. Represent, I'm saying that on purpose. I, I did something about this on social media recently. Sometimes we assume that people know, just because our resume is nice and long, we've done all this stuff, that people know who we are. They know how good we are at stuff. So we'll sit in a meeting, and somebody will present an opportunity that you could easily do. But you'll sit in your pride because they skip, they're, they're skipping over me. Why didn't you just ask me to do it? I could have done that. I'd do all that. We'll sit in our pride and get skipped over. Somebody else will do it. Example. I work for Essence. Um, I'm the branded content video producer at Essence. I've been there for about a year. <clears throat> so I came there in a producing capacity, but my, my boss knows I do stuff on air, on camera, all that. But we're all working remotely, y'all. Essence is a big company. So most people there don't know that. They see producer on my title, and that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So here comes an opportunity for black women in sports, which is a franchise that we're building at the company. We're on a call, and um, <clears throat> my boss had told me a few months before, black women in sports, we're starting it. I'm excited about it. I know you're a former athlete. I know you've done sports reporting. I know this will be great for you. I'm going you know, to put your name out there, and we'll see what happens. Sometimes, guys, you, it's great when people put your name out there, but you've got to put a stamp on, on, on the letter. Sometimes we lean into somebody saying they're going to refer us, and then we don't follow up ourselves, or we don't advocate for ourselves. So we're in this meeting, and they're like, yeah, we need to do this for black women in sports. We're going we're gonna to go to the Final Four in Minnesota. We've got to shoot these videos, get these interviews. We need somebody to report on this on camera, blah, blah. So I'm just sitting there like, now these people, I thought my boss said that she talked to the people. I played Division One basketball. Are they really trying to figure out who's going to do this? This don't make no sense. I could report on this in my sleep. So I'm sitting there. I told you. Ain't for everybody. Not trying to force it on you. But the Lord told me, you need to speak up now or you're going to lose this. Get out of your pride immediately. So I said, <clears throat> hey, everybody. Not sure if anyone knows, but I played Division One basketball and I've done sports reporting. I can do this for, for essence. Y'all, they was on the call talking about flying people in to do it and everything. I'm sitting right there. But interestingly enough, my first instinct was to be insulted. Like they did something to me. These people don't, 90% of people on the call didn't even know I played sports. They didn't know anything about me. But I, I was sitting there in my pride like, I can't believe I'm sitting this calling. Oh my God. Guys, ain't nobody think about you. Newsflash. But you can make them think about you. So I said, okay, let me represent myself to these people and let them know. So I said, hey, I can do it. And so the editor at the time, she said, are you sure? That was another chance for me to get my pride. Like, what you talking about? <laughs> I said, yeah, I can do it. She said, and, and can, you write, um, can you write a 400-word uh, article to go with these videos that you'll be producing and, and doing? I said, yeah. 
she didn't know I have my background in broadcast journalism. She doesn't know I'm a writer. She doesn't know anything. How could she know? She doesn't really know me. Company's big. Everybody's remote. So she was like, well, how are you going to produce and then do in front of the camera, like report? She doesn't know that that's what I've been doing my whole career because I've been working for small shows. That's been a part of my job forever. She doesn't know that. I could have said, well, girl, I do that all the time. I said, no, I can do it. It's not a problem. We're going to we set it up already. So we go, we go to the, to the final four, we cover it. One of the best experiences of my life. And I was right in my element and everybody saw it. And so for me representing myself, anything now moving forward that's been black women's sports, I've been in front of the camera like this. Hey guys, look at that. Because of that one time I decided to, don't sit in your pride girl, these people don't know you, it's all right. When you're pivoting, you're gonna have to tell people who you are multiple times with no pride attached. You cannot care if you told them yesterday. When I told people, even people that knew I could, I could be a talent, when I told them I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to pivot here. Well, are you sure? And, um, well, I don't know about it. This is who, no, this is who I am. I know that my title says producer, I'm also a personality. And if it's not right on the paper, we're gonna change it. It's okay to tell people that. Because they're gonna try to keep you where, where they know you. So if they know you as a title of producer, that's what's gonna be on the line. Unless you tell them, no. It's personality producer. Producer's actually gonna be second. Until they get the hint. And you keep force feeding it. Until they're like, hey, I got somebody for you for your show. Hey, can you do this carpet? It happens. But it takes time to do that. But you have to be willing to not assume that people are just gonna be like, okay, great, she's a personality now, great. They're not gonna do that. Your pivot is, your pivot threatens other people. You know that, right? <laughs> Some people are fearful of that because it's like, oh, we can't utilize them for what we want to now. They trying to change on us. Not knowing you can do it all anyway. Keep telling people who you are and who you wanna be is who you are too. So if you're saying, yo, I want to be, you know, I'm a videographer, but I also want to be a director. You are a director. I'm a videographer and a director. If an influencer can tell me stuff, no shade. I can tell you. That's all influencers do. They just tell you who they are and they just do stuff. That's all it is. You know how much power it is and just say, oh, that's who I am. Everybody in this room can do that. So if you videographer, I want to be a director. I'm a videographer and director. I bet you you say it every day. People going to start believing you. You're going to start getting opportunities. <laughs> You're going to start doing it. But you have to represent yourself all the time. It has to become a habit to the point where in the beginning it's uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable for me. I don't know about y'all. It's very uncomfortable for me. But now I have advocates like, yeah, here, Cherie, take this opportunity. I want you to interview this person. Come do this carpet. Come to this show. Uh, because I wouldn't let up. No, that's not, no, no I'm this too. Mm -mm. This is who I am. I know you produce, mm, no. Guys, I had to tell my brand manager this multiple times. Stop leading with producing. I told him this every day for like months. He's supposed to be managing my brand. So if somebody that close to my career has to get the hint, imagine people that aren't as familiar with you and how long you have to, but you keep 
They'll relent. It's all pattern. It's all habit. You can help create somebody's habit. You can do that. So, anybody in this room, I'm not putting timetables out there. I don't do that to people. The sky's the limit. What took somebody, and I, I'm going to claim it in this room. What, if, whoever told you, I don't know who it is, somebody told you something was going to take a long time and you got discouraged, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak that off of you because your timetable is not someone else's. And I do believe God is raising up a cohort of people that are going to bypass a lot of these timeline standards because he's, he shows himself in that. It ain't even about you. And then when he elevates you in an accelerated manner, then somebody else gets inspired. So no timetables, no limits. And if you can walk in that, a pivot is more than possible. And you can encourage other people to do the same thing. So for those who take notes, I still struggle with notes, y'all. I put them on my little phone now. The breaking point is your breakthrough point. Be your own spark plug. Be your own self-starter. Make it happen. Examine your investments and cash out. Where have you sown? How often have you sown? And who and what have you sown into? It will come back to you. And it's probably not going to come back to you in the way that you think it will. But that's the beauty of it. But it will come back to you. And then represent yourself as many times. As many times as you need to. I hope you enjoyed that episode, episode one of season three. And I'm just excited about all the momentum that I have going into this new season. And I'll leave you with just a thought. What do you do when you're worn out? (laughs) When you are tired, when you literally are breaking at the seams? One of the things that I did was I stopped down on just a thought. I was overwhelmed. There were so many things that I was kind of dealing with professionally and personally, and I just didn't feel like I was in the best position to give you guys the type of content that I wanted to and that you deserved. So I sat down somewhere. I reevaluated. I sought God for some answers. I also sought answers from those in my life and in my village that I can trust who offered me words of wisdom and encouragement. And I tried not to beat myself up about taking a break. And so I want to ask you when was the last time that you gave yourself enough grace to take a break and taking a break doesn't mean you've stopped it just puts a halt on your season of exhaustion it gives you a time to restore and recuperate so as you've listened to what I had to say about the purpose and the pivot a lot of the revelation that I received that I shared came during a season where I just halted I took a break And I don't want us to get to a position in life like where I had got so worn thin, so exhausted, where I finally said, that's enough. Throw my hands up. I'm done. I need to sit down. But I want to get to a place, and I hope that you can too, where I'm intentional about rest and restoration because that allows me to get the downloads that I need 
from God to be able to hear from him what I should be saying on this podcast, who I should reach out to to be a guest. Because at the end of the day, this isn't just about me talking to you. This isn't just about me interviewing people. I desire for this content and these conversations to be life-changing. And in order for me to be able to do that, I have to be clear in mind, body, spirit, and soul. And so with that, I'm just thinking about all of you listening and about how many of you have not been intentional about halting, taking a break, taking a rest to give yourself enough energy and enough motivation and enough momentum to be able to, to come back in the next season and be at your greatest and the pinnacle of your potential. If you have not done that, if you're not sure if you've done it, I challenge you to do so and do it in a healthy way. Give yourself some grace and reevaluate. Just a thought. Thank you guys so much for being on this ride with me. I'm excited about this new season and I'm hoping that you get excited too. I've got a really phenomenal episode coming up. I've got some great guests all season, but I'm really excited about episode two that's going to be dropping next week. I'll be speaking with international speaker, consultant, and best-selling author, Deetra Giles. She is a powerhouse, and she's actually going to piggyback off of the conversation that you just heard about pivoting. So I think this would be a great tool for you to be able to utilize as you move forward in your personal and professional lives and give you the motivation and the inspiration that you may need in order to really move in your pivot with purpose. Wishing you all the best. Talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. This is Just a Thought, hosted and produced by yours truly, Sheree Nicole. Just a Thought is now available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio.com. And make sure you subscribe, share, download, and rate this podcast if you love what you've heard. You can follow the Just a Thought podcast on Instagram at Just a Thought Show and on Twitter at Just a Thought Win. That's W-I-N. You can also follow me, Cherie Nicole, on Instagram and Twitter on the same handle, Cherie underscore Nicole. S-H-A-R-I underscore N-Y-C-O-L-E. Just a thought, just a thought. It's my opinion. It's just a thought, just a thought. Get out your feelings. Mean Old Lion Media, where black and brown voices truly matter. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.